Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. It is my heart to help you all overcome the real life challenges that you're facing, but in a way that stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host and life coach, Jamie Kirshner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. So I was reading an article the other day from this sweet Sarah Barrett, who, by the way, has been a guest on the Uncommon Teen podcast twice already, and I highly encourage you to go back and listen to her episodes because she just is such a light in your generation. But anyway, the article was about teens today and why they are in what people are calling an identity crisis. She was talking about how this world tells us, you know, if we want to look at our identity, we've got to look to the inside of us, like see what really makes us happy. And that's really just a selfish thing for us to go after what it is that we think makes us happy. But then she went on to say that as Christians, we do a lot of the same thing when we talk about identity, who it is that we really are. We talk about how you are beautiful, you are so loved, you are chosen. And yes, those things are great. And yes, those things are true. However, many times we miss out on something that's extremely important. We miss out on, okay, so God says these things about us, but who is this God that I should trust him over what I feel? I love that thought process because we do need to find out who it is that God is in order to know who it is that we are. So today we're going to be talking about who is God. First of all, God is love. If you are anything like me, I had a dad growing up who didn't understand what it meant to be a good dad. It was hard for me to see how much God really loved me because I was looking at God through the eyes of how I saw my dad. However, once I had a revelation of how much God loves me, it absolutely rocked my world. So who is God? God is love. When I gave my life to Jesus at the age of 17, I was depressed. I was broken. I was a miserable mess. But what changed my life, how I got to be where I am today, was I heard the message of how much God loved me and how much he cared about me, even when my earthly father didn't. And I couldn't help but be drawn to that love. I've heard many Christians and even pastors say things like, well, you better not mess up or God's going to get you. Ladies, God is not looking out for when you mess up so that he can give you a holy smack to the head and say, what in the world are you doing? He doesn't like when you mess up. It hurts his heart because he knows that it's hurting you and he's against anything that would hurt his creation, but he's not out to get you. The devil is out to get you. John 10.10 tells us that the thief or the devil has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. This is why it's so important 
to understand the love of God. If you look out in the world and you look at all the people who don't know Jesus and how much they are hurting and how much they're destroying relationships or jobs or families, they are doing that because they don't know the love of God. Our God is not in the business of hurting people. Even James, the brother of Jesus. And by the way, something interesting about James, James hated Jesus. All growing up, he did not like him. He could not stand him. I mean, can you imagine having a brother who's perfect, who never messes up, and everybody's always like, hey, you should be more like Jesus. (laughs) I can imagine having that as a family. That had to be a lot of pressure put on the other kids. James actually did not believe that Jesus had come to save the world until Jesus rose again from the dead. And then he saw with his very eyes that Jesus was who he said he was. So Interesting side note. So when James says this, I want you to really listen to this because this is something that he is emphasizing big time. James chapter 1, 13 through 18 tells us, and remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, and those words do not say, they mean do not let them come out of your mouth. Do not even let those thoughts enter your head. So what are we not supposed to say? He says, when you're being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong. He never tempts anybody else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. So don't be misled, dear brothers and sisters. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down from God our Father who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. James is saying, God does not tempt us. God does not allow bad things to happen to us so that we can learn lessons. That is not the God that we serve. That is our own flesh and our own desires that tempt us. But it is not God. Now God can take those things and he can help us walk through those things and he can turn them for good But God is not in the business of hurting his people. John 14 verse 8 tells us that God is love. He doesn't just have love. He is love. And he so loves you. Enough that he would send his son Jesus to die on that cruel cross so that he can have a relationship with you. Now let's talk about what is love. Because if God is love, we need to know what is love. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 tells us, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no records of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. So love is patient. God is patient. He is patient with you when you mess up a million times. He is still patient with you. And he's right there with you, wanting to help you get it right. 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise of coming back, as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or to go to hell, but wants everybody to repent or come to him. And that word repent just means that we turn from our ways And we turn to God and say, God, I want you. He doesn't want anybody to go to hell. He wants everybody to know the good news of Jesus so that they can go to heaven with him so that he can have that relationship with them. God is patient. 
God is kind. Romans 2.4 says that it is God's kindness, his goodness that draws us to him, that leads us to repentance. Again, repentance is turning from our ways and saying, my way is not working anymore. God, I want you. I want your way. Titus 3, 4, and 5 says, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us. God is kind. God is not jealous, proud, or rude. He always has your best interest in mind. Romans 8, 31, the last part of that verse says, If God is for us, who can be against us? He has your best interest in mind. God does not demand His own way. Revelations 3.20 tells us that God is a gentleman. It says, Behold, Jesus stands at the door and knocks. If anyone hears his voice and opens the door, he will come into him and eat with him and he with Jesus. Basically what that's saying, and this is actually talking to Christians, but they're not living for God. He says he's not going to cause bad things or allow bad things to happen so that you are coming into relationship with him. He's not going to force that. He says he stands at the door and knocks and he waits for you to open that door and say, Jesus, come in. Ladies, God is not irritable and keeps no records of being wronged. Hebrews 8.12 tells us, For I will be merciful toward their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. God says, I'm going to choose to not remember your sins. Mercy It's getting what you don't deserve. It's getting what Jesus deserves. Praise God. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, what that really means. God does not rejoice about injustice, but he rejoices when truth wins out. There are a lot of lies and confusion and deception that's going on in the church world today. God does not rejoice when that confusion, when that injustice is deceiving his kids. Proverbs 12.22 says, The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in those who tell the truth. Philippians 2.1-4, it says, Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy, and this is Paul speaking, Make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with one another to love one another, and working together with one mind and one purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. That's what God rejoices in. He rejoices when that truth wins out. We're not only thinking about ourselves. And then God never gives up. He never loses faith. He's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Ladies, he will never give up on you. It doesn't matter what you've done wrong. It doesn't matter what other people have done to you. He will never give up on you. He didn't give up on Adam and Eve in the garden when they deliberately chose to turn their backs on God. He didn't give up on David when David had an affair with a married woman, got her pregnant, killed her husband. God didn't give up on David. God didn't give up on Zacchaeus, who was the most hated man in all the country. He was a liar. He was a thief. People could not stand him. And when they heard his name, they could not stand him. But God did not give up on him. And God didn't give up on the prodigal son who took his inheritance and went off and spent it on wild partying. God did not give up on him. And I'm going to read that story of the prodigal son in Luke 15, verses 11 through 24. It says, 
A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So a lot of times inheritance is passed on to the next generation whenever somebody passes away. But he says, no, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money and wild living. About the same time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The younger man became so hungry that even the pods that he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you. I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father. Listen to the love that this father had for his son. It says, And while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. That is the love that God has for us. God looks at us and says, I know you've messed up. I know you've been in a dark place. I know that you've been away from me, but I'm waiting for you to take that first step toward me. And when you take that first step toward me, I'm going to come running to you. And I'm not just going to come running to you. I'm going to embrace you. I'm going to hug you. I'm going to throw a party for you because I am so thankful that you've come home. That is the love that our father has for us. He will never give up on us. So who is God? God is love. He is the dad that's better than any other dad. He desires a relationship with you. He loves you so much that John 3.16 tells us he gave up the life of his one and only son to die on a very cruel cross, taking your sins and my sins on that cross, going down into the heart of the earth. Death could not keep him there because he didn't go with his sins. He went with ours. And so death couldn't keep him there. He conquered death, rose from the grave, and is alive today. And more than anything, he desires a relationship with you. Praise God. That is so amazing. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I don't know if I have a relationship with Jesus. If I died tonight, I really honestly don't know if I would make it into heaven. Well, you can know today, you can be 100% certain today that you are in God's family and that you will be in heaven when you pass away. Romans 3.23 tells us that all of us have messed up. Like I shared earlier, I was a mess. I was depressed. I was broken. I was in a dark place. It was not good. But God still reached out to me. He says, all of us have messed up. None of us are good enough to get into heaven. Now that doesn't sound like very good news, does it? But there is good news. And here it is. Romans 5.8 tells us that God demonstrated, he showed us his love, that while we were out there messing up, Jesus died for us. 
The reason this is so important is because Romans 6.23 tells us that the payment for our sins, the payment for us messing up even one time, that payment is death. We deserve hell. Hell is a very real place. It is a place of torment forever and ever and ever. And it was never meant for people. It was meant for the devil and his demons. It was never meant for people, but yet people die and go to hell every single day because they don't choose Jesus. And that's what we deserve. We deserve hell. But that verse goes on to say in Romans 6.23, it says, but the free gift of God is eternal life when we receive Jesus as our Lord. We don't have to go to hell. We can have a relationship with God and we can go to heaven when we pass away. Romans 10, 9 and 10 goes on to tell us that all we have to do to receive Jesus is openly declare with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead and you'll be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. That's it. It's that easy. Now, if this is you and you say, yeah, I want to receive Jesus. I need Jesus in my life. I've been doing things my way. It's not working. I'm broken. I'm hurting. I'm ready to turn to Jesus. I'm ready to make him the Lord of my life. Then I want you to pray this prayer with me. So repeat after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you. Sin, I'm turning my back on you. Jesus, I'm turning to you now. Jesus, I believe that you died just for me. I believe that God raised you from the dead just for me. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Today, I'm starting a brand new life with you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer from your heart and you really meant it, You're saved. That's all it takes. It's so simple. And if you did pray that prayer, I want you to reach out to me. I want you to go to jamie at uncommonteen.com. That's J-A-M-I-E at uncommonteen.com. And let me know that you just gave your life to the Lord. I've got some gifts that I want to give to you. Ladies, I hope that today's episode really helped you see who God really is and how much he really does love you. Now I want you all to repeat after me and really mean it from your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I have one announcement for you today, and it is super exciting. So many of you might have realized that the Uncommenting app has had some challenges, especially the ones that were on the Apple store. I don't know what happened, but we've had some challenges with it. So I wanted to make it easy for you to ask me your questions. The Ask Me Anything episodes are some of my favorite episodes because I get to answer the questions that you have for me. Now you can go to uncommenting.com. And there is a red tab at the top of the screen that says, ask me anything. Click on that tab and send your questions in there. And if you have any other questions or you have prayer requests, make sure to go to uncommonteen.com and there is a chat button. You can put your questions or your prayer requests in there. These are questions that you don't necessarily want going to a podcast episode. Those podcast episode questions are under the ask me anything questions. Any other questions that you might have, any prayer requests that you might have, 
click on that chat button. That chat button is not AI generated. So when you get a message on that chat button, you will get a message directly from me. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week. We'll see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know how incredibly loved by God that you really are. Repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I would love to personally invite you to join us this July 19th and 20th for Uncommon Teen Live 2024. Woohoo! Being a teen girl today is tough. Being a Christian teen girl today is even more challenging. But God has given you everything you need to not just survive this crazy world, but to soar. At this year's conference, we're going to be talking about how to become free from anything that is holding you back from being all that it is that God has created you to be. And for those of you who have not been to Uncommon Teen Live before, you get to be a part of our live Ask Me Anything session. Ladies, throughout the whole conference, I have a box set up where you can ask your questions. And then on Saturday, the second day of the conference, we set aside a special session just to answer as many questions as we possibly can. And ladies, I would love to invite you to be a part of our live podcast recording at the conference venue itself. Ladies, last year we tried this and I don't know what happened, but the recording disappeared. This year it's not happening. We are going to record live and in person at Uncommenting Live, and I would love for you all to be a part of this episode. So if you have not gotten your tickets yet, head on over to Uncommenting Live, grab your tickets today. And real quick, I just want to say thank you to those of you who prayed for us about our venue. After a couple of venues fell through for Uncommenting Live, I knew that God was going to do something big, and He really was. He was working behind the scenes even when we didn't see it. We found a venue that is amazing. The owners are amazing. They love the heart behind Uncommon Teen. I'm so excited because there's something even better that I want to share with you, but I can't share with you yet. Ah. <laughs> so stay tuned because I've got some really awesome news about this conference that you're going to love. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for your prayers. Know that they are heard, that God listens to you, and I'm just excited. Continue to pray over this event. God is going to do something miraculous, and I am so excited to get to be a part of it. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time.